Welcome to the AXPX Diaries. I am Sean DeRager, and if you're listening to this, that means you have become a patron saint. And I want to say thank you so much for contributing to the Armchair Philosopher podcast with your, your hard-earned money. Um, this means you're paying a dollar or more a month, and you get access to this little uh, mini podcast. And I hope that you get a lot out of it. There's no real structure to it. I'm kind of... Uh, Summing up in my little notes here, things that interest me throughout the week. Uh, I did just pour myself a glass of Maker's 46 uh, Kentucky bourbon whiskey, barrel finished with oak staves. This isn't the best uh, bourbon I've had, but it's better than regular Maker's Mark. But uh, it's pretty good. I'm drinking it straight up. So you may hear me sipping every now and then. I'll try to keep the slurps down because that doesn't make for good listening. But um, thank you again for checking this out. I've had a very interesting week. And as I taught you last week when I was talking about my sons uh, accepting Jesus and my thoughts on that, um, I forgot to mention that you know after we were talking about this at the dinner table, my daughter said, you know, we had asked her, you know, have you, you know, did you accept Jesus? Have you thought about that at all? And uh, she is kind of a shy girl. And she said, oh, I, I did it by myself uh, in my room. So for her, like her and God are good. And that's good enough for me. Um, so it's kind of cool, kind of leading my kids through a sense of spirit, spirituality and, you know, the Bible and God and everything, and but not forcing anything down their throats. And um, it's just cool kind of seeing them discover, discover all that. So, uh, in that news, I guess with, with church and all that kind of stuff, (laughs) we did start going to a church again. And for me, this is a big deal, I think, because I haven't been one to really enjoy going to church, very cynical and, and I can be sarcastic if you've listened to the show, but it's a church that we used to be involved in when I first moved out here, kind of a, more of a, I guess I would say non-denominational some dipping their toe in the charismatic movement a little bit. And there were times with that church that I almost, at the time, even when I was still professing to be, you know, I guess Christian, there was a time that I really just wanted to leave because they were getting, dipping too much into the charismatic movement. You know, people doing laps around the church and uh, prophecy and, and all that stuff. Um, the church has moved away from a lot of that. They have a really good leader right now who's very practical. I got the sense or just kind of the urge to go back to church because some people came back around into our lives and I had missed their conversation. They're very cool uh, people that we can go out for drinks with and, and talk. You know, they knew my situation, my frustrations with Christianity and religion in general. So I was able to, you know, talk to them a lot about things that I've been through and my thoughts on the Bible and religion and things like that. So, um, the worship leader of the church is, he's, he's a great guy. Um, I've Aaron, Aaron Crane, I interviewed him for uh, an earlier podcast. You can find that. Um, I can't remember the exact number, but just Google, not, not Google, but in the, in the AXPX.com in the search bar, just type in Aaron Crane. You'll find that episode. Really good guy. And I just have missed hanging out with him and talking to him. And, uh, so I decided, you know, let's, let's, let's go. What, what the hell? <laughs> what could it hurt one time? 
And uh, so we went and my kids, you know, went to their little church services and they had a blast. My daughter's at the age where she's super shy. So she was uh, very shy going into the, uh, I guess, the youth group type uh, service. But uh, it was a really good Sunday. Like It was like the best Sunday I've had in a long time. And it wasn't necessarily regarding the message. I don't even really remember off the top of my head what was discussed. But afterwards, I was able to, you know, see my buddy Aaron, give him a big old hug and kind of catch up with a lot of people that I hadn't seen in probably three years. And that church had grown um, in a lot of ways in those three years that I took a break from it. And in talking with the younger people who were involved in the ministry there, a lot more inclusive, um, very much all about grace and love not about condemnation, not about, you know, uh, stacking up people's sins against them or things like that. And that was very important. So, so we're, I guess we're gonna do this church thing, another world. There's still that charismatic stuff that kind of seeps in there that I kind of, you know, have an issue with. And, but as a sense of community and seeing people that I haven't seen in a while and actually being able to talk with people about spirituality in a sense and God in a sense and not feel judged from them and to be able to give my perspective and have a conversation about that has been really freeing and really healing I think for me because I'm someone who really enjoys talking about this stuff but there's not a lot of people in my life that really want to talk about this stuff hence the podcast (laughs) so I do this to engage with uh, people out you know you guys people out there that are interested in this stuff and possibly down the line we can have conversations about this through social media and things like that once people start hearing this you know start hearing this more personal version of the podcast um so it's 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 cool like uh, kind of going back to church in a sense but um but my motivations really are community and um so we'll see how it goes. I'll report back. This is something that I'll be reporting in on, I think, <laughs> week to week on how it goes. And it was interesting, this last week we went, the uh, the senior pastor was back, and a really good guy. Um, I enjoy his company when I talk to him. Uh, keeps it very safe from the pulpit, but when he's when it's just like me and him, very good guy. Like You can say pretty much anything to him. And uh, he's very open and honest about, you know, uh, stuff that he deals with and struggles with and really great. I really respect him. And it is funny because the week before I really, I couldn't remember the the sermon was, but I didn't have an issue with it. Right. So I was fine with that two weeks ago. And then, uh, so the senior pastor, Gary is up there talking about and going through acts, acts chapter two, talking about Pentecost and the Holy spirit and all this stuff is going through in my mind. I'm like, oh no, here we go. Here's the charismatic stuff. Here we go. <laughs> you know, like nothing was said about Jesus. Like really, like nothing. Like they mentioned Jesus dying and raising, being raised again. But this is all about the story of Acts. And then as I'm thinking about that, I realize, oh, oh shit, we're, uh, we're, we're in the season of Pentecost. It's been, you know, so that made sense. The, the, the Pentecost uh, sermon made sense. But what struck me during his sermon was how uh, people in the audience, whenever he would mention the Holy Spirit and gifts of the Spirit and speaking in tongues, like people would just clap and just, oh, yes. Like, like it was weird how, and I guess, that you know, 
as humans, I guess we're wired that way, how people want a physical manifestation of something spiritual or they want the miracles. You know, they want uh, an experience from God. You know, the worship would linger on on repetitive tunes, very hypnotic and things like that. Like they're just, you know, everyone's hands are raised and they're just wanting some sort of sign, you know, be filled with the Holy Spirit and stuff like that. And that stuff has always kind of, you know, weirded me out in a sense. Uh, but, uh, so it was, it was interesting going from one week, a very open and accepting message of grace to one that was trying to, you know, uh, conjure up <laughs> the Holy Spirit in a sense. But like I said, like I looked at the church calendar and uh, I was like, oh, it's, it's Pentecost. So, okay, well, you know, churches all across the country are talking about the Holy Spirit and tongues of fire and everything. So I dug out one of my Bibles here. And like I said, I like reading the New Testament in through different uh, different books. So the one I dug out was the Restored New Testament, which is a translation by Willis Barnstone. And I really like it. I get a lot out of it. There's some notes before the books. Um, he, the order isn't the standard like New Testament order. Um, he sections it off with like the Gospels first and then like the letters from Paul. Acts is all the way near the end. And what I find very interesting, um, some of you who'd listen, you would know this. Some of you who listen, maybe you maybe don't or haven't looked into it. I don't. When I first started digging in and learning on how the Bible was put together and, and learning like when books were written. Um, that is very telling, I think, um, with how the Bible was put together. Because if you look at like the history of it, the, the documented history, the uh, chronology of events, Jesus died in like uh, in 29 AD, I guess died and rose, if you believe that, in 29 AD. Well, Acts wasn't written until, uh, what I'm reading here is it says 67 AD. This book attributes it even later to 80 AD. So even later, like around the time that the book of John was written and Revelation so once you start looking at like the chronology of when the books were actually written, like this is a good over 30 years, you know, that Acts was written. And, but it's supposed to be taking place like right immediately after, you know, Jesus rose from the dead. So I don't, you know, I don't know, right? There's, this is, this is stuff that I could look into further and, and read. And, the, and this is, this is part of the fun, I think, about the Bible now that I'm starting to read it again and, and dig into it like this type this type of stuff is fun so you know you can parse out like who the audience was that the uh, that the author was written was writing to and uh, I guess they attribute acts to to Luke but it's it's anonymous they don't really know who wrote it so anyway so I I, I brought this out and I figured I would read a section of acts from this book so you guys can kind of get a feel for um for this translation and kind of the the message that i that i uh you know sat through 
So what's really cool about this Bible is it it does the translations of the words. It doesn't try to like put them into English with with the proper nouns. So I'll, I'll give this a shot. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna probably butcher some names. Now, when the feast day of Shavat came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, there came a sound in the sky like the blowing of a great wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them divided tongues of fire, and a separate flame settled on each side of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, there were devout Jews living in Jerusalem. It says Jerusalem. Jerusalem, from all nations under the skies. And at the sound of these voices, the crowd came together and they were confused because each one heard them speak together. And they were confused because each one heard them speaking in his or her own language. They were amazed and marveled, saying, Look, all these are non-Galilean speakers. And how is it that we hear each speaking in the language to which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Alamites and the inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Yehuda and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, both Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya by Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Jews from Arabia. We hear them all speaking in other languages of the greatness of God. They were all astonished and perplexed, saying to one another, What can this mean? But others scoffed and said, They are drunk on new sweet wine. And then it goes and and of course, uh, you know, during the sermon he passes all this stuff over and and of course they talk about how like three thousand, you know, became Christians that day or converted from Judaism to this new thing called Christianity. So it just is very interesting, and my whole point, I think, is it's during this sermon on how people were just almost like putting the Holy Spirit up as like an idol, in a sense. And I've, you know, talking to certain people and and, and reading things, you, um, I can't remember if I recorded this in a podcast or not, because I talked to so many people about this stuff, or if I heard this on a podcast somewhere, but uh, Western Christianity especially uh, likes to put the Bible up as kind of an idol in a sense where people don't want to wrestle with it. They want to just say, this is, you know, the word of God, that's it. And they put, they put the Bible above everything else, above common sense, above science. And, you know, people, it, it felt like, and I could have been reading this wrong. This could have been the, the sarcastic, cynical me coming out during this church service, but people just so focused on, you know, the Holy Spirit. And, and whenever he said the Holy Spirit, people would just be like, oh, <laughs> you know. So I just uh, found that to be a very interesting um, observation. So so that was me. That was my my time in church this week. As I keep As I keep going and have thoughts, I'll jot them down and share them with everyone. But one last thing I'll say, I guess, about going to church is, um, you know, I put this out on, on Twitter that I was going to church and some people say that they can't, they wouldn't even think about going back to church where they're at. And I wouldn't recommend anyone do it. Like, um, I would definitely recommend if you, if the church you came from, or if there's a church where you know people and have community, 
Like that's the important thing is having that community and that outlet to be able to talk to people about this stuff. So if your old church did not foster that or did not encourage questions and conversation about spiritual things or doubt or things like that, uh, it's not worth going back to. So community for me, uh, overcomes doctrine in a sense, like the people that are in that circle of the church are so important to me that I'll go for their company and for their conversation rather than just like, Oh, let's just go to church. You know, let's, let's go hear, you know, a sermon on the, the, a certain doctrine or theology. Like for me, that's kind of second right now. Community is the first thing on my agenda on why I want to go. And for my kids, I need to foster that sort of community with them of discussion about spirituality and, and having other kids going to a, to a good, a good safe church environment. You know, one that does harbor this stuff and does and preaches grace and love. Like that's important. So that's why I'm going. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, there is a frustration between, you know, going for community and then kind of struggling with doctrine. But for me, I can separate those two. And, uh, you know, doctrine's a way of, you know, forming a bunch of beliefs to create a belief system. So for me, I'm still parsing all that and, and I can disagree on doctrine here and there, as long as we all focus on the foundation of love and grace. So if the church is doing that above all else and uh, open and welcoming to all people, fantastic. It's a good, good place to start. So that's why I'm going back. That's why I'm going back to church. So, um, what else do I got here? Huh. In my notes, I wrote AXPX Dairy. <laughs> I've been spelling diary wrong a lot. And when I first was doing the uh, little graphic for this show, so I, I had it all ready to go and I almost put it out on social media <laughs> as dairy and not diary. That would have been a disaster. But delete it, redo it, right? No big deal. Uh, and let's see, finally, oh, so as far as like updates on the show, I am, uh, we just posted the Derek Webb interview and it's been getting some really good responses. The David Bazan interview is coming very soon. I got to edit that together. It's a really great conversation. I can't wait to get that out in the wild. Uh, I have a couple more music related interviews coming up. One tomorrow I am talking to the lead singer of a band I used to listen to back in the day, back in college, I guess, a band called the Smoking Popes. Their singer, Josh Caterer, he was in, in the Smoking Popes, still is involved, but he became a Christian, and he's now like a worship leader at a Calvary Chapel church, of all churches, <laughs> which should be interesting, uh, because when I was talking to him back and forth about the possible interview, and I said, oh, this would be great, I need, I need someone with an opposite perspective from the people I've been talking about. And he was like, wait, what? <laughs> no, I don't know what he thought the podcast was about, but I was like, yeah, I was like, I've been talking to, you know, people like David Bazan and, you know, uh, Derek Webb, people have, who have challenged their belief systems and challenged Christianity in a sense. And the first thing he said was, uh, oh, I'm pretty anti Bazan. So we'll see how this interview goes because all of you know, especially when you hear this next episode, how much David Bazan has really helped me. Uh, well, I even shared, shared last week, you know, how he helped 
me with his, his song, you know? Um, and so this will be interesting. So, you know, uh, I got my feelings about Calvary Chapel. I dealt with a lot of Calvary Chapel churches when I was working for NOTW clothing and C28. I mean, I just, yeah, I don't have good things to say about Calvary Chapel as of yet. So this will be an interesting interview <laughs> to talk to him. I don't know how far down that road he is with Calvary Chapel. But at any rate, it'll be a good conversation to have about kind of the opposite perspective, right? Somebody finding faith, coming out of a certain lifestyle and finding faith. So that'll be good. I, I really hope it turns out good. And then after, so when, and then I, I did reach out to Michael Gunger. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, if that happens and I'm still doing these music, music episodes, I'll definitely get Michael Gunger in. Um, after these music episodes are done, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cap it at four or five. I'm going to move into a topic that I'm terrified to even bring up because I'm a male, Caucasian, heterosexual. I'm a, wait, I'm a, yeah, I'm a, I'm a white heterosexual male, right? But I want to talk about um, kind of our current society, the current uh, administration, the views on women as in relates to, to church, uh, our current society, our administration, the far left versus the far right. So I have some interviews coming up um, with, with some people. I think I'm going to talk to my wife, so I'm very excited to get her involved. And, you know, doing these doing these interviews is tough because some people, I don't really know how they're going to react. And I had one instance with um, Stephen Tobolowsky, and I you'll hear him kind of say, stress the word evolved in the interview. I cut this segment out because I accidentally, I meant to say evolved, but I said devolved. And he really had some words against me saying devolved because I didn't mean, because I meant from the, he went from his podcast to the stage show and I meant to say evolved and I said devolved. And it was very embarrassing once I was editing it together because I was so nervous. I almost blocked that part out. And, uh, you know, I, I turn into this nervous wreck when I'm talking to these people, especially with like with David Bazan and Derek Webb in a sense, because I hadn't really followed his music for so long. I just wrote him off, you know, and I was pretty honest and upfront about that, but I didn't know how he was going to react. And so bringing on the topic of feminism, you know, as a male, and, and I, I, I say this in the, in, in one of the interviews, that you'll hear, but I don't consider myself a feminist. I don't think a man can consider himself a feminist because of how our society has, how we've been raised as men in this society. We can champion, you know, women's rights and champion our wives and our, our, you know, our, the women in our life, my daughter, right? You know, my sister, uh, we can champion all that stuff, but I, you know, I I don't know if I'm comfortable calling myself a feminist because I'm not a woman, right? I don't have, I, I, my perspective only goes so far. So I'm going to try to tackle this the best I can. I really, uh, really, I'm going to spend a lot of time editing that one. So I'm going to spend a couple weeks to really get all these interviews compiled into one show, cut a lot of out, cut a lot out. I may post some of the full interviews on this feed for you guys to hear. Um, if it's, you know, if, if I feel like it's, if there's a lot more that I think, you guys would get a lot out of. If it's a bunch of just bullshitting, I'm not going to put that in there. So I had one ha- at one instance, embarrassing instance happen with Will Gaffney, 
who she is a Episcopal, a black Episcopal priest and, uh, very much in like black lives matter. And, um, so I got like super nervous just cause I don't have her perspective on things, especially I don't have the black experience as my perspective <laughs> and I didn't want to offend or anything like that. I just, you know, I just get just nervous and, you know, I, I think I mentioned Obama and I said that, uh, you know, well, he's a well-spoken black man. And, and she had, she stopped me right there and she had some words for me. I don't know if I'm going to put this in the interview or not. It went in the, in the full episode or not. That's what I'm telling you guys right now, <laughs> but I may pull the, put the, just the, her full interview on there because it's a fascinating interview, but she, you know, she had, she kind of stopped me right there and said, you know, why do white people always, you know, or are they always surprised when there's a well-spoken black person, you know, and I was, my face, I think went white. <laughs> it was a video chat. So she probably saw me just stop in my tracks. And I had, I profusely apologized just to make sure her and I were cool. Like I was like, that's, that's not what I meant at all. I apologize if there's any, uh, you know, um, if, if I said the wrong thing and, and I, I probably did say the wrong thing and, and I apologize for that. We moved on the interview. So this, this, that episode is going to be very challenging for me to kind of, I want to do a really good job and, and represent everyone's opinions well. So, um, so that's what you guys have to look for on the horizon. Um, all right. Well, I think I've gone through all my notes here and, uh, just want to thank you guys for listening, for supporting the podcast. Please, uh, if you can tell other people about the the Patreon thing, that'd be great. Just just tell people about, about the podcast. If there's a episode that you really love and you want to share, please you know uh, overshare. You know I, I I would love it. So, um, all right. Well, all of you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you guys. You'll hear this next show. Hope you guys enjoy that one with David Bazan. Uh, should be out Sunday. And if there's anything you know, any topics, anything like that, drop me a line. Uh, it's Sean S E A N at the AXPX.com. You can hit me up through the website at the AXPX.com. There's a contact form. You can hit me up on Twitter at the AXPX or at Sean C Derager. And all this information is all on the, go to the AXPX.com. There's all the links right there for social media. So drop me a line there. If there's any topics you'd like me to hear. And, um, also, you can send me a message on Patreon. So, all right, that's gonna do it. Talk to all of you guys next time. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you guys are enjoying these AXPX diaries. Thanks again for listening. <laughs>